I think it hits differently getting it from somebody who shares your same image versus like nothing against moms or whatever, but you know, if your mom sits you down and says, you know, prepare yourself for the world because you're you're a young black man, you're gonna have to deal with these situations. You know, she has the the black experience, but she doesn't have the male experience versus mm-hmm. like having your elders sit down with you and tell you straight up, look, you black, you're a man, this is what you're about to come into. And then they give you blow by blow of what you could potentially expect and, and what to watch out for and and how to overcome certain things. You know, now mm-hmm. if you look up, we're not getting too much of that. And it's it's becoming something uh of like an epidemic, if you will, to the point where there's a lot of uh, men who are running around with just nothing but emotion. I mean, there was a video that came out recently of uh, a young black man who was sitting, I think this is in Georgia too, but he was sitting at a restaurant and they had a live band at the restaurant. He didn't start filming until uh, an older white man told him, or rather asked him to turn his music off from his phone. So then this dude is filming himself berating this white man to the point where he's shaking in anger because the dude asked him to cut his music off despite the fact that there wasn't a time nor the place nor the atmosphere to even have your phone on. And it it was just, it was overly emotional. It was too much. And then he had a nervous scream out racism. We, to be honest with you, we don't, nowadays, we don't know what real racism is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It still exists. But the fact that you got a lot of people crying wolf over something like, Oh, he ate the last cookie. He's a white man. He's racist. Like, no, that's not racism. If anything, that's not even anything worth comparing racism to. If you want to know real racism, you need to, you'll know when you run into it. We don't have anybody that's telling other people about that. And, and another challenge I know I faced, um, especially after my divorce was the fact that uh, I went extremely red pilled. I was, I was very close to just like going monk mode and staying monk mode. And uh, one of the major conflicts I had was the fact that I was, I was raised to be a gentleman. You know, you, you say good morning, you say hello to people, you hold the doors for women. And, and all of a sudden everything that you were trained and taught is obsolete and is now offensive you know, or it makes you mad because you're trying to hold the door open for a lady. And then all of a sudden you don't even get a thank you or anything because it's expected. There's no gratitude for it. So even as much as I didn't want to do it, it's just the arm. It was self-automated. It would just open the door for the lady and then they walk through not say anything. And I just, I really had to dig down deep into what was sewn into the core of my tapestry as a man, if you will, to just get over it. You know, it it was a season of age, if you will. It's here and it's not going to be the same. You know, times are changing, but you either have to accept it for what it is or you'll forever be stuck in the past, hoping that it will change back to a time that was better. You know, one of the things that I hear with you with this is, you know, you say you 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 were contemplating going um, red pill, is that if we had a a a culture of 
of of just being a, a man, it wouldn't matter what a woman did to you. It would hurt. You would press on and you would move on because that's what I guess men are supposed to do. You know, we 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 hurt, um, but we move on. And we didn't realize that, you know, hey man, this woman treated me treated me this way. You know, I'm not saying that the next one won't, but I'll be better prepared better prepared for it. Um. I think if we had more men in our community, they would, it would, it would be, I don't know. I, I want to think, let me just say this. I want to think that we wouldn't be at, at, at odds with each other. I would not want to be young and dating right now because it is so adversarial. It is mm-hmm. very adversarial. And I want to I want to think that if we just had a little more masculine energy, the right kind of masculine energy, this would be less of an issue. Right. Um, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I'm tracking you, tracking you perfectly. Um, I, I I agree with that sentiment. I mm-hmm. think that there. I think that in some ways society has gotten so used to you know just the 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 average expectation of what men are supposed to do that it's not necessarily appreciated as it should be and this isn't like okay worship around anything like that but just saying like hey look right recognizing that just as women bring a particular value to society men also bring a particular value to society and just how we have a very robust conversation and speaking of how society should make sure to appreciate the the good and the value that women bring. We don't have that same robustness of conversation when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just seems like there's, there's a lack of, of, of balance, a lack of balance there. And I, and I think particularly in the, in the black community, because you have had black men, you know, just, just targeted in the way that they have been targeted you know, for centuries um, and taken out of the community mm-hmm. and the best and brightest of us, you know, either dead, exiled or in jail, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you have a lot of what remains either because, and I wanted to say because they just don't know any better, you know, they just don't know what they don't know. Um, and then, of course, a smaller portion that, you know, that you have in any group that is just going to do wrong no matter what. Right. That, with, no matter and that what. exists in any group. That's not exclusive to black men or or men or women or anything. This is just any group of people. Pick a group of people and you're going to have that very small portion that's just going to do bad regardless. Right. You know, but obviously, I think the majority is just, you know, they just don't know what they don't know because they've never been exposed to it. Um, you know, and. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just unfortunate. It's just really unfortunate. They haven't been exposed to that positive um, black male influence, and you know we see the results of that today. Uh, it's it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and hence why you know imagine this this conversation even came up in the first place. Um, 
I think one one thing I'll, I'll say to, to to kind of close out my piece, um, you know, going back to the importance of of male influence, um, I I think that you know having that positive black male role model, it's 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 critical, particularly to show you that as a man how to healthily express emotion and not just emotion when it comes to negative emotions of frustration, anger, sadness that all of us experience, but how to, how to express positive emotions, like of happiness, you know, love and friendship and particularly that love and friendship that one brother can have for another brother as a brother, the one black man can have for another man. It's like that love and respect as another man. Um, I give the example of my dad. My father, one thing that he shared with me was that the only time his father ever said that he was proud of him was when he graduated high school. Mm. His father was a drunk. Uh, His father um, also was a physical abuser of, um, you know, my father's mother. Um. And, you know, he was not, he was, he was a very flawed man. We'll put it that way. He's a very flawed man. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing my dad wanted to make sure that with his children and, and he, and he's always done this, like, this is something that he's always been that he has always told us how proud he is of us. He has always told us how much he loves us. Um, You know, the first man to ever hug me was my father, you know? I still look up and hug my father to this day. Um, and with my close male friends, you know, I have no problem just like, hey, you know, to have a hug. And I'm not just talking like this regular dad hug, like just like a regular, hey, I embrace you one brother to another because I care about you. And I am want to express this healthy, uh, this healthy feeling of, 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 of kinship, of friendship of love that I have for you as a brother, as a good friend, um, that I respect you and that I, and show you that I appreciate you. And if no one else, if you are none, if no other brother touches you in a positive way, like provides physical positive touch to you, I want to be that brother that does. I agree with that. That, That's how I would always uh, move around my life too, especially when I was working in blue collar work, uh, workplaces, man. Cause like, Y'all already around a lot of masculinity as it is. Y'all are already doing a lot of hard work. And, and the fact that it's almost like you develop a, um, it's a scene brotherhood, but it was like a, just an organic brotherhood, if you will. And you let your brothers know that you love them and you care about them. You want to see them go home. You know, hell, I've even, I know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've even baked cookies for my coworkers before around Christmas time. You know, I even got them Christmas gifts. So, right. I mean, once again, positive, mm-hmm. positive uh, expression of of affection, um, you know, of the of the platonic uh, that, that friends have right. amongst friends, that brothers have amongst brothers. Right. Yeah. There. There. I definitely agree. There needs to be a lot more of that. And uh, like Eric said uh, before he left, he, he had to go, but. Um, you know, like you said, if there was a lot more positive male role models in our society, especially black society, things would be different because it's already bad enough that 
most of the world is looking at men as if they're disposable or they don't have anything to offer, despite the fact that, for lack of a better description, we're keeping a barbarian at at the gates. We're keeping them from breaking into the main area. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing that. We're hunting. We're gathering. We're bringing home things. We're taking care of ourselves. We're trying to take care of our own mental health. Um, mm-hmm. Which reminds me of what my mentor used to say. He said, "You're black, and you're black, and you're in America. You're expected to have mental disorders. You need to go talk mm-hmm. to somebody." Which is definitely dead shot target right there. But um, you know, it, it's funny because I, I look at the youth today, and don't get me wrong, they're young, they're still learning, but there's a yeah. lot of things that are missing because there's nobody there to pass down the quote-unquote aspects of being a gentleman because it's already you're born into this world a boy mm-hmm. but you have to learn to become a man and if there's nobody there to teach you how to do that you just become a, a, a empty vessel if you will uh it reminds me of when i was uh at the gas station with my girlfriend recently uh now granted i was in my car and you know that doesn't really matter too much because if we're in her car I'll still pump the gas. There is a woman behind us that was doing all the work herself. And then there was a dude in the car on his phone. I'm over here like, how does this work out? Why is he not helping her out with her stuff? You know, why is he not pumping the gas for her? It's, it's certain small things like that, that gave, gave us respect from women because we didn't treat them like they were just some random person on the street. We treated them like they were special, you know, and, and now it's funny because there's a lot of women that expect you to provide money. But back then you had to learn skills in order to provide for the family. Just like my father, a long time ago, he taught my brother and I how to pull cable because the last thing he wanted for us was to not be able to have anything to take care of ourselves. He didn't want us begging on the street. He at least wanted us to, to be able to go out and work for something, work for a meal, work for, for money, work for whatever to support ourselves. That's what men would do. They would teach the, uh, teach the future generations, the trade of the family so they could continue to take care of themselves, take care of their mothers, take care of their kids, their, their wives, whatever it would provide a stable platform for the next generation. And mm-hmm. without that, look at where we're at now. It's the deg- uh, degradation of society as far as masculinity. 